0: Uncovering your truth and fire one conversation at a time. This is a Spitfire podcast. The Spitfire podcast is brought to you by the Spitfire Coach based in Washington, D.C. If you want to put the fun back in your business or the passion back in your career, head on over to SpitfireCoach.com and you can click on the complimentary 15-minute discovery call so you can see how coaching can light a fire under you. Hey guys, this is a reminder. If you have not had a chance to pick up a copy of Spitting Fire, your guide to reignite and maintain your passion at home, work and beyond, I highly encourage you to do so. I am right now speaking to the Sparkle Hustle Grow subscription box. We're doing an active book study and I'm getting tons of messages from people who are having those aha moments, they're getting inspired, and they're learning to appreciate themselves and what they bring to the table. So if you're needing a little motivation, a little self-care, a little rediscovery, on that passion where you're feeling like you're stumbling a little bit, head on over to spitfirecoach.com book. You can either click on the link for Amazon, or you can pick up a copy directly from me. Now, if you're not a hard copy person, November 5th, we are going live with the Kindle. So hold tight. You can put your pre-order in now, or you can get two. You can get your hard copy book and you can get your Kindle. So head on over to spitfirecoach.com book and get ready to spit some fire. We are on episode 51. That means that next week is episode 52. It is our one-year anniversary of doing the Spitfire podcast. So we have a special show coming up for you where I've reached out to past guests, and I've asked them for a little reflection where they have stumbled, where they've succeeded, what they've learned in the process from going back and listening to their podcast episode. So I hope you join me next week for that. But for this week, I actually reached out to a friend for some ideas on what we could talk about today. And if you have been listening to the news, if you have been surfing the webs, if you've basically been alive, there has been some really negative news coming out from terrorist attacks uh, to negative hate speech. It's just not a warm, fuzzy feeling right now. And I asked, I said, so what would be really helpful for you in this time? And he said, I would love to know how to cope and how to navigate through this negative news cycle. So we are talking about navigating navigating through negative news, what you can do when it comes up, what you can do afterwards, because if you are impacted by this, you're probably feeling really drained. You might be feeling a little hopeless. So today is the opportunity for you to focus on you, to do a little self-care. We're going to dive through why you feel so affected versus other people who seem to be unaffected. Um, And then we're going to go through some steps that can help you recover or to look at this through a different lens so that you're not as impacted or going through those major swings uh, that you've done in the past. So why do some people feel things more intensely than other people? We're both watching the same screen. We're hearing the same news. And some people feel a very intense reaction while other people seem to just be unfazed by it. Now, this could have a number of factors. It could be past experiences where there may be some desensitization or there may be some occurrences where you have had a personal experience where someone has been affected. But the core of this is what we call emotional range. So if you imagine that you were starting at a midpoint, we're all starting at the same midpoint. And based on our past experiences or our personality or our family and upbringing, we have what we call the emotional range, which means that the further the span is, the deeper we feel. So the happier we get, the sadder we get. But on the flip side, if we have a shorter emotional range, we don't have those crazy highs and we don't have those crazy lows. It's not saying we're crazy, but it just shows that when you are a feeling person, you feel all the feels. But if you don't have that emotional range and there's no judgment behind that, you may not see the dips and the peaks that someone else would. So this is shaped from your experience. It's also how you could be wired. Uh, I don't have enough information to know, but this is mainly to just say that just because someone doesn't feel the same way as you, that we don't need to judge them. So your personal experience and someone else's personal experience should not be compared as being right or wrong or as being good or bad. Some people are completely incapable of feeling those super high highs, but they're also probably not going to feel those super low lows. We can also look at if there's some chemical imbalances. So we might have some depression at play that could make us feel things very intensely. Uh, Anxiety is also one of them. So if you are one of those people that feels things super intensely, it may be worth going and speaking to a professional uh, to see if there is some need for additional therapy or some additional medication to help soften the blow on that. If you feel like it completely incapacitates you and makes it really tough to get out of bed and to move forward, I highly recommend going and talking to someone about that because you need to take care of you and it's not about, you know, what tactics you can do in order to feel better. If you know that consistently every time you hear something, you go into a dark hole, it's definitely worth going and talking to somebody about some strategies beyond, you know, you should just go be happy. So how do you know where you sit on the emotional range? Well, I want you to imagine, or actually get a piece of paper out and create a line in the center of the page. And think about a time when out of a score of 10, you were a 10 happy. And think of a time where you were a 10 out of 10 sad. If you can't think of anything, you may be lower or have a shorter emotional range. You can also think about other people in your life who aren't thinking the same way as you, who maybe seem like, are they a little off? Why aren't they why aren't they having this reaction? So think about how they might score it, or you could ask them, you know, in this experience, where would you score yourself? Because a lot of times when people have a shorter emotional range, they're not giving themselves a 10 out of 10. They may be giving themselves a three, four, or five. They're very self-aware of it, but they also can't truly understand that feeling of euphoria when you're at a 10 out of 10. So it's having compassion. It's having an openness to discuss things with yourself and with other people. So when you can understand where you're coming from and where other people in your life are coming from, it allows you to have a piece of empathy which is actually a really amazing tool to cope with this. So when we have empathy for ourselves, when we have empathy for those around us, it stops us from viewing things from us just being impacted. And it sounds kind of backwards because we're affected by things that happen to other people, but what can happen is we internalize that as the world is going to a dark place, it's it's bad, it's negative, and I'm impacted. And Even though you're a giving person, you're actually internalizing a personal attack on you. So that life is happening to you, there's no hope, there's no resources, it's not going to get better. That's actually you going into an internal response. So the more that you can reach out to other people when you're feeling up to it and exploring empathy as an option, it will actually give you a different and more open experience. It's not to say that you're going to jump out of bed and be super happy after you got bad, bad news and negative news was on the table, but how do you put things into perspective of what is within my control right now? Because that's what I'm hearing right now with the negative news is we feel powerless. We feel like we can't change anything. This keeps happening. But we all have the power to treat our fellow neighbors better, to treat ourselves better, to be those little beacons of hope for our own communities, for our own backyards. We can't move mountains overnight, but we can start moving little piles of dirt. So think about how you can open yourselves up to the people that are closest to you, and it usually starts with yourself. There might be some judgment going on there might be some negative speak that's happening to you but when you feel more empowered to help yourself you can better help other people so how can you cope and recover when negative news comes into your world i am someone and i had to explore this a little bit because i'm not super affected in a way that other people are but there are certain things that i hear that immediately puts me into a reactive headspace. So my boyfriend is obsessed with listening to Rachel Maddow, like daily occurrence. And I can't listen to it first thing in the morning. Same reason I can't listen to the news first thing in the morning. I know for me, I need to focus on positivity. I need to do intention-based meditation. I need to set myself up for a positive experience in my day. And unfortunately, the news has focused on negativity on criticism on judgment and that sets me up for being reactive for feeling like there's some despair happening and some of that is absolutely valid but I know for me that in order to feel like my best self I have to set myself up for success in the beginning of the day so the first point is turn off the news if you feel like you have heard everything about the event turn it off there, there is nothing gained to learn that more people have died, the nitty gritty details. And I know that you want to know what's happening. But if you know that it's going to make you sadder, that it's going to put you into a dark hole, turn it off. Take a break. Go take care of yourself at that moment because more negative information at that point is not going to help. The second point is turn off your social media. If you are someone who can't help yourself and goes after people in comments, whether their opinion is right or wrong, that's going to fuel your reaction. So that's putting you in a stress reaction every time because even looking for people to be right or wrong is you going outward. So when you're feeling drained, the best thing you can do is go inward and take care of yourself. But if you're looking for the target, if you're looking to attack, that's going to drain you even further. So turn it off. Turn off Facebook, turn off Twitter, turn off Snapchat, Instagram, whatever it is. If you're feeling like that is not serving you, at that moment, turn it off. You can always go back, but you're going to be reactive. You're not going to be supported in the way that you need to feel supported. The next step is to reach out to a supportive social circle. So this doesn't mean to reach out to your Aunt Betsy, who is Drama Queen Central and is going to stir the pot with you. Maybe this is a close friend, maybe this is two close friends, maybe you get on a FaceTime or you do a group chat, but talk about how you're really feeling and think about how you need to be supported. So if you're sad, that's totally okay to communicate. It's why are you feeling sad? Are they feeling sad? But talk about the emotion rather than the action. Get to the root of what's making you feel that way and how you can feel supported Sometimes you just need to know that people hear and see you. Maybe you just need a good hug. You need someone to go walk with. But think about those people in your life. It could be one person, it could be two, it could be 10. But who can you go to that understands you and your emotions and doesn't feed into the story, but is there to support you? We call this detached engagement, where we show up for other people, but we don't get into their mess. So we show up, we listen to them, but we don't stir the pot to get people hyped up again. So we don't wanna be angry. Anger is really just sadness covered up. So feel the feels, feel that sadness, talk about that sadness, give it a place and a vehicle to get out of your head and to connect you with other people who may be experiencing that. And maybe it's just being silent. Maybe it's just being physically in the space of someone else without having to say a word if you don't have a social circle around you that you can lean on at this time have a journal nearby write down your thoughts let it all come out because the more that it sits in your head the more it festers and that doesn't serve you so if you don't have a current journaling practice this would be a great time to go pick up one have it nearby so that you can express yourself and if you don't have a journal you know what the phone on your phone the note section comes in handy big time I know for me when I'm feeling that sadness come over, it feels like overwhelm and if I just give myself 10 minutes to completely brain dump and look at it objectively, it helps me to have a different perspective. Now it's not an immediate, hey, I'm feeling better, I'm happy now, but it does lessen the impact that I was feeling from that sadness. The next point is to rest, to breathe and to meditate. Now these seem very simple but when we are not taking care of ourselves, when we're not getting enough sleep, when we're having very short and rapid breath and we're not focusing on our breath and we're also not giving ourselves that time to decompress, it becomes this very cyclical reactive place, like we're actually recreating a stress reaction for us. So it seems really counterproductive to just do nothing, but sometimes that's exactly what we need We can't do anything at that moment because we feel powerless. So by taking that space and that patience for ourselves, it actually opens us up to see more options and opportunities. Maybe there's a place for us to volunteer. Maybe there's someone we can reach out to as a resource. But if we're in reactive mode, we don't see all of those options and resources around us. So by giving yourself 10 minutes, a half hour, shoot, even an hour to just focus on you and taking care of you and your breath we're not gonna be able to see that. When you can go and focus on you, you bring the resources and the solutions to you. You become that magnet, and other people may come to you at that moment. But if you're out on Facebook, if you're stirring the pot, if you're looking for the negativity, the negativity will find you. So you've gotta take care of yourself because if you don't have that shield of protection, you become a sponge of negativity where you think that you're there to support people, But all of the emotional residue is landing square on your lap. And the final point is to ask and listen to what your body and your mind truly needs. Now, we brought this up on other points. So maybe it's turning off Facebook. Maybe it's turning off the news. Maybe it's asking for help. But I want you to ask your body, what does it need at that moment? Does it need a good cry? Does it need a journal? Does it need a hug? But if you don't ask it, you'll never hear it. So this is where that patience, that space comes in. Listening to yourself, to what you really need. And if that's nothing, then do nothing. The thing is, is life is gonna continue to happen. Good things happen and bad things happen. This is that emotional range of life. And it's really shitty when it does. These are horrific events that happen, but unfortunately we cannot prevent them from happening. So, we have to figure out how to get by, how to cope, how to rebound from these experiences so that we can show up as our most powerful selves, so we can inspire other people, so we can motivate them and ourselves to be the best that we can be, so that we can be Spitfires. If you know that you are heavily impacted by these events, I highly recommend trying any of these tips that I just gave you and having that plan in place so that when it happens, you have your next steps. Maybe it's calling a therapist. Maybe it's calling your friend. Maybe it's journaling, taking a bath, going for a walk. Whatever it is, make sure that you have this plan on the ready so that you're not in that abyss of what do I do? You're not in a holding pattern or a vortex of I feel helpless. You have options now. I gave you one, two, three, four, five, six options that you can do to cope with negative news. So I hope that was helpful and I wish that I did not have to do a show like this. I wish that we had only positive news and we only got to talk about what was awesome. But unfortunately we have the flip side of everything. This is the way that the universe works. So now you know what to do when negative news hits, you know how to navigate it. You are now the captains of your destiny. So I want you to try it out and let me know how it goes. If you have any other suggestions of things that have worked for you, feel free to email me at lauren at spitfirecoach.com. Share it with your friends. Get that strategy in place with your circle. And you guys keep being awesome.